Hey, I'm Mia Hemstad. I'm a wife, I'm a mom of two kids, and I'm a trauma-informed self-care coach. I also live with diagnosed PTSD and depression. I started sharing my mental wellness journey online in 2017 when I was diagnosed with postpartum depression and anxiety. And since then, I've heard from hundreds of women who all struggle with the same thing, putting ourselves last. This is a struggle that's keeping so many women burned out and unhappy, through no fault of our own, by the way. I've been working on my own healing as an abuse survivor since 2013. But when I became a mom, I really started to do the inner work of figuring out why I was putting myself last and how to start prioritizing myself for the first time in my life. This podcast is about sharing all of those lessons with you. So if you're interested in hearing honest stories, life advice, and inspiration that encourages you to make your health, happiness, and well-being a priority, then definitely stick around. Welcome to your No Longer Last journey. Hey, Mia here. Welcome back to the No Longer Last Journey podcast. I am so excited to have you. Today, we're going to be doing something extra special. You are going to be tuning into my 4B self-care framework mini course, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about it just to introduce you to it. But before we dive in, I want us to start something new. I'm going to start reading um, listener podcast reviews and listener DMs that I get um, because I think it's a cool way to share about the show and to thank you and the community for listening. So today I want to share something that Blanca sent me uh, via Instagram DM. It really made my day and I just really wanted to share it with all of you. So Blanca said, just listen to your first episode. Wow, I loved it because it really makes me think of the value I offer my family and how this society in the US is what makes it difficult for me to thrive. Sad yet empowering to realize because now I'm more aware and can make changes to benefit me and my family. Thank you for this episode. Thank you, Blanca, for sharing that, for taking the time to write that and DM me. I really appreciate it. Um, that's exactly what I was hoping people would walk away from the first episode with. So if you haven't listened to it, definitely do. Um, I talked about hitting the worst rock bottom moment in my motherhood journey after recently becoming a mom of two about four years ago. And I kind of left that episode off with telling you guys about how I started working with a therapist and realizing how much I did not value myself. I didn't feel like I deserved to take care of myself or to ask for help or to say no or to set boundaries or to draw limits with things. I was pouring out to the point of making myself physically ill. And I mentioned briefly that I needed to start actually taking care of myself, but I was so far gone with, you know, with my health that I just didn't know where to start. And that's when I created the 4B self-care framework. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, The 4B self-care framework was honestly, it was a combination of like divine inspiration and also me just really like reflecting and trying to figure out how do I dig myself out of this hole of complete burnout? How do I be there for my family? How do I show up for my loved ones? And so it was kind of a combination of both of those things and the four types of self-care came to me. And the beautiful thing about this framework is you can modify it and adjust it to work with whatever season of life you're in. So whether you are stable and thriving right now or you are completely burned out and depressed like I was when I first started using this framework, the beautiful thing about it is that it can fit 
whatever season of life you're in and it can help you really combat the overwhelm that we feel when for instance my therapist four years ago was like you need to practice self-care and i'm like where the heck am i supposed to start i spend all day meeting other people's needs so it really helped me to combat that overwhelm to combat decision fatigue and really just start to figure out how to take care of myself so Today's episode is that mini course. Um, I will be sharing that with you. And in the mini course, I not only talk about the four types of self-care, I give you some, some questions, some prompts to help you start to think about how do you actually apply this in your life? And then I mentioned some printables that you can get for free. Just sign up for it. I'll leave the link in um, the show notes. And these printables are designed for you to set your self-care intentions and then to kind of journal about your progress over the course of 30 days because I'm all about slow and sustainable change. So if you're interested in getting an ebook version of this mini course that you're going to listen to today and you want these printables for yourself, they're completely for free. You can go to miahemstad.com forward slash course to get all of that sent to your inbox. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Hello and welcome. Thanks for tuning in today to the 4B self-care framework mini course. I'm really excited to teach this to you. I created this framework four years ago. I'll talk more about it later, but it really was a lifeline during a really dark time and it continues to sustain me to this day. So I'm pumped to teach you about it. Thank you for tuning in again. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Let's talk about what's a part of this course. I'll give you a quick rundown. So I'm going to go through a little meet the maker. If you're brand new and you have no idea who I am, I'll give you a quick summary. Then I'm going to talk about how this framework was born with a story behind it. I think it's important for you to know where this came from. And then I'm going to talk to you about three ways that the 4B self-care framework can change your life. And then after that, I'm going to go into the nitty gritty of this course, which is talking about the different types of self-care. We're going to cover basic self-care, boring self-care, brilliant self-care, and then bougie self-care. And then lastly, I'm going to cover practicing self-care in your everyday life and also review the self-care intention printables that I'm really excited for you to print out or use in your digital planner to start to take what you learn in this mini course and apply it to your life. So let's go ahead and get started. So meet the maker, who the heck am I? Hi, I'm Mia Hemstad, and I'm so grateful to have you here. I'm a mom of two kids. My kids are pretty young still. I'm a writer, a speaker, and a trauma-informed self-care coach. And I came into this work because of my own experiences surviving abuse, living through postpartum depression and anxiety, recovering from workaholism and people-pleasing, and living with mental illness. I have PTSD and depression. And since 2013, I have been on a journey of working on healing my trauma and learning to love and care for myself. One of the most powerful things I've experienced on this journey is the positive ripple effect that healing yourself can have on every area of your life. In 2020, I created No Longer Last, which is a movement and a coaching program to help women make their health, happiness, and well-being a priority. I believe that you deserve the same love and care that you give to everybody else, putting yourself last ends here. Let's get started. So let's talk about how this framework was born. So the 4B self-care framework was truly a moment of inspiration. 
It came during a time when I was drowning in postpartum depression and anxiety. I recently had my second child. I was also the full-time caregiver for my brother who has autism and a serious autoimmune disease. And on top of this, I was getting debilitating migraines almost daily that caused me to almost pass out in a grocery store. Needless to say, things were not great and I really needed help. My new therapist told me I needed to practice self-care. Ugh. To say I was irritated at her suggestion is an understatement. Didn't she know that I had no time for that? And where would I even begin? On the rare occasion that I could afford a babysitter, I would frantically run around doing a bunch of tasks halfway, worrying that I was forgetting to do something really important. Then my sitter time was over, and I realized I never even showered, let alone ate breakfast. Apparently, this overwhelm that comes from finally having a few hours to ourselves is very common for moms. We're so used to having our attention focus outward that when we get a couple hours to turn inward, we get overwhelmed and we usually spend the whole time doing more tasks for others or scrolling on social media, exhausting ourselves even more because we're too overwhelmed to function. Even though I couldn't possibly imagine myself practicing self-care when my therapist suggested it to me almost four years ago, I was tired of feeling sick and tired, and my kids and my husband deserved a healthier, more present version of me. So I decided to approach self-care from a new angle, and that's when the 4B self-care framework came to me. Seriously, it was like a lifeline that saved me from drowning. I'm going to break down the framework in the next section, but before I do that, it's important that I share how this framework has changed my life and how it can change yours too. So let's talk about the three ways that the 4B self-care framework can change your life. Number one, this framework combats overwhelm and decision fatigue. Once I created this framework, I went from not knowing what the heck to do when I had time to myself to knowing exactly what to do. No more wasting time and energy wondering if, if I was doing the right thing. One of the tricky things about self-care is that it's such a loaded word these days Our mind instantly goes to baths, shopping sprees, or vacations, which can be inaccessible depending on what season of life you're in. This framework helped me redefine self-care to be a non-negotiable, nourishing part of my life that I needed to live. The idea of it being an extravagant thing that I was trying to chase was replaced by a more authentic approach that catered to my wants and needs as an individual. Number two. This framework takes you on a journey of self-discovery. Like most moms, I lost myself when I started having kids. Your whole world becomes about keeping that tiny human alive. And when you don't have a lot of time or energy going to you, your self-care, your hobbies, your interests, you start to lose touch with who you are and what you want and need to feel whole. By practicing all four self-care categories in this framework, I was able to go on this journey of self-discovery where I learned all parts of who I was and what I wanted and needed to feel like me again. The final reason why this framework can change your life is that it cultivates your self-worth and self-advocacy skills. This was the most unexpected result of practicing the 4B self-care framework. What started as a process of just trying to not feel exhausted, sick, and resentful about all my responsibilities as a mother and homemaker became a beautiful journey of building up my self-worth and feeling confident in advocating for myself at home and eventually in the workplace. I remember telling my therapist how when I first came to her three months earlier, recently diagnosed with postpartum depression, anxiety, and PTSD, I felt worthless. 
I felt so much guilt for not loving motherhood and not loving my work as a homemaker, like I was taught I should by the religious community I was raised in. I felt like a bad person, and because I felt like this, I didn't take care of myself. I didn't think I was worth taking care of. But after three months of practicing all four types of self-care, I started to see myself differently. I began to feel worthy of love, care, support, and good things. I started to feel like what I wanted and needed in my life mattered. I started to see that my life didn't need to be all about what my family needed. I was allowed to have needs too. And not just that, I saw my needs as good and worth paying attention to. And the more worthy I felt, the easier it became for me to speak up and advocate for what I wanted and needed. First, it started at home with talking to my husband about the division of household chores. We started to split up cleaning the bathrooms and the kitchen so that it didn't all fall to me. I spoke up about wanting alone time on Saturday mornings to go out to a coffee shop by myself. I advocated for alone time on Sunday afternoons to film and edit my YouTube videos. I got this time every weekend to nourish myself and my husband got quality time with the kids. It was a win-win. Then, when I went back to work in 2020, I advocated for an increase in my hours, better pay, and had no problem regularly communicating my boundaries with my boss. No working after hours, no answering emails once I was done with the workday. 2016 Mia would have been in shock. After sharing all of this with my therapist, months since my first session and much progress later, she said, that makes perfect sense, Mia. Someone who loves themselves takes care of themselves. And that's when I realized that even though I didn't love myself three months prior, it was the act of regularly and holistically taking care of myself that cultivated my self-love, self-worth, and self-advocacy. It's this type of authentic self-care that helps me continue to grow and heal to this day. And that has created a positive ripple effect in every area of my life. My therapist was so impressed by the framework that she wrote it down and asked if she could share it with her other patients. I guess I was onto something. Now, let's dive into the 4B self-care framework. The first kind of self-care, basic self-care. Basic self-care is the foundation from which the rest of your life is possible. It should always come first. Basic self-care includes five types of self-care. Sleep, eating well, hydration, hygiene, and movement. Let's dive into some examples of basic self-care because I know these five types of self-care are pretty obvious, but if they were easy to do, then no one would be struggling with them. So here are five scenarios showing you how you can make these five types of self-care easy to practice. Let's talk about sleep. So let's say in this scenario, you struggle to turn off your brain at night and and you struggle to fall asleep. You tend to scroll social media in bed. You decide to buy an old school alarm clock so that you don't have an excuse to keep your phone in your room. Or maybe you like to use your phone for white noise and guided meditations like I do, which is why you have it in your room usually. You decide to get a tablet, it doesn't need to be expensive, so that you can still have the apps you need for sleep without the distraction of social media right before bed. All right, now let's talk about eating well. Let's say you feel your best when you start your day with a smoothie, but you rarely make them because you're always rushing out the door for school pickup. Instead of blaming yourself and creating another shame story about how you need to get your shit together, you decide to pre-make smoothie pouches and keep them in the freezer. You get seven Ziploc bags and fill them with your favorite fruit, veggies, nuts, and seeds. Now it takes you five minutes to blend together a smoothie in the morning instead of 15. Yay for solutions. Hydration. 
In this scenario, let's say you've been getting headaches because you don't drink enough water. You've been trying to remember to fill up your cup, but it's just not working. You decide to get yourself an extra large water bottle that has a straw to minimize the number of times you have to refill your bottle and to make it easy to sip water throughout the day. The water bottle requires that you spend a little bit of money on yourself, which makes you uncomfortable because you're not used to doing this, but you see buying a functional water bottle you like as an investment in your health because that's what it is. Let's talk about movement. Let's say you really want to move your body more often, but you just don't have the time or energy to go to the gym. You decide to ditch the perfectionism that is not serving you, and you choose to do 10-minute gentle yoga routines you found for free on YouTube. You don't care if there are kids' toys everywhere or if you're wearing pajamas while you're doing it. You know that moving your body every day is an important way that you show your one and only body that you appreciate all it does for you. Now let's talk about hygiene. In this scenario, you've been having low energy and anxiety lately, and the thought of showering makes you feel panicky, so you start skipping showers, and that makes you feel bad too. Instead of feeling like showering is just one more chore that you have to do, you change your approach and decide that showering is something you deserve to do because your body is good and worthy of love and care, especially when you're struggling with your mental health. Showering is still a challenge, but you feel proud that you're showing up for yourself and you're building your self-worth while you're at it. Now, let's set your intention to practice basic self-care. If you're struggling to practice basic self-care, choose one to two types of basic self-care that you focus on for the next 30 days. Remember, this isn't about 30 days of perfect consistency. This is about 30 days of growing in self-discovery and self-love. Why is it hard for you to practice the self-care you chose? What's getting in the way? What solutions can you find to overcome the obstacles? That's what the next 30 days are about. Finding answers to those questions and going on a journey of taking care of yourself. Now let's talk about boring self-care. Boring self-care is about the important tasks that you need to do but you don't want to do. It's anything that's been nagging at your mind that you've been putting off. When we don't do important things, they tend to build up mental or physical clutter and drain us of our energy. You know how you feel lighter when you finally take that box of old clothes to Goodwill? It's the same for any task that you've been avoiding. Tackle your boring self-care and see how much lighter you feel. Examples of boring self-care. You can declutter your home one room at a time. You can make your own doctor appointment and show up for it. Emphasis on your doctor appointment, not your kid's doctor appointment or your husband's doctor appointment or your partner, your doctor appointment. You can regularly review your finances even though it makes you uncomfortable. You can call your health insurance to ask what your mental health care coverage is. You can make a meal plan so you know what you need to cook to combat that what's for dinner overwhelm that you feel every single night. Those are just a few examples of boring self-care. So now let's set your attention for boring self-care. What's one boring self-care task you need to do this month? Ask a friend to hold you accountable. Now let's talk about brilliant self-care. Brilliant self-care is about nurturing your inner brilliance. Most of us think of high intelligence when we hear the word brilliance, but this term also means glow or radiance. When I talk about brilliance in connection with the 4B self-care framework, I want you to think about your talents and your creative spirit and how you glow brighter and feel more energetic when you nurture those parts of you by doing things that light you up. 
When you don't make time for brilliant self-care, you can have less joy and energy for life and you can even get burned out. You might even forget what makes you happy. That's why tending to this part of you is really important. Here are some examples of brilliant self-care. Number one, have a hobby. If you love to dance, can you sign up for a weekly class in your area or even virtually online? Make time for fun. Being an adult shouldn't mean death to all joyful and fun experiences. At least once a month, plan to do something that you like to do. Maybe it's reading for hours at a bookstore or getting art supplies and drawing to your heart's content. Whatever it is, having fun should be a regular part of your life. Learn something new. If it's been a long time since you did something just for fun, dip your toe back in the water by signing up for a class. Maybe there's a local class teaching ceramic making. You can reconnect with your creativity and make new friends. Connect with friends. Connecting with friends who light you up is so life-giving. Make time to call a friend. Yes, call them, because hearing their voice is way better than just texting them. Even if it's only for 10 minutes, connecting with a friend that brings you joy is good for the soul and it nourishes your inner brilliance in the best way. Now, let's set your intention for brilliant self-care. What is one brilliant self-care activity that you want to try? How can you make that happen even in a really small way this month? Now, let's talk about bougie self-care. So, bougie self-care is the type of self-care many of us are already familiar with. Vacations, manicures, face masks, etc. But I like to take it a step further by encouraging you to look within. Here's how I define bougie self-care. It's the practice of nourishing yourself through luxurious feeling activities or gifts. Notice I said feeling, not just luxurious. Treating yourself to luxurious feeling activities or gifts that cost more than you're used to is good as long as you can afford it. But remember, not all bougie self-care needs to have a luxury price tag for it to feel luxurious. What you choose to do needs to feel luxurious to you. And what's luxurious to you might not be luxurious to someone you follow on social media. So it's important to look within and not compare what you like to someone else. Here are some examples of bougie self-care. You can enjoy a hot bath at home with Epsom salts and essential oils. You can buy yourself a robot vacuum to save you hours every month that you could spend resting or doing something you enjoy instead. You can hire a house cleaner to come only once a month to deep clean your home. You can get grocery delivery to save yourself some time and energy. You can go out for a lunch date with a friend or just with yourself. You can buy yourself some new clothes that you actually like to wear. Let's set your intention for bougie self-care. What is one bougie self-care activity or gift you desire to give yourself? How can you honor that desire in a small way this month? All right, now let's talk about practicing self-care in your everyday life. So in order to practice self-care in your everyday life, it really needs to be broken down because it's not possible to make a ton of changes in your life today and for that to be sustainable. That's why so many of us set so many goals and try to do all these habits at one time and we end up falling off after three days. That's not a realistic way to go about practicing self-care. So I have an approach that has been successful for me and for many of the clients that I work with and so I'm gonna teach that to you today. And that is learning how to set monthly self-care intentions as a practice of self-discovery and then tweaking every month as you reflect and practice and kind of go through a journey of trial and error and self-discovery. 
So I've created a monthly self-care intentions printable for you um, that should be in your download of this mini course. There's a colorful version and a ink-friendly, printer-friendly version for you um, that you can print out and use and put on your fridge if you want. So use the monthly self-care intentions printable that I provided and the guide that I've created where you can reflect on your progress over the next 30 days. You can use the Celebrate Every Day of Your Journey printable to write down how you nourish yourself each day over the course of those 30 days. And I want you to notice how I'm not using words like planner or tracker, and this is really intentional. These words are associated with perfectionism and falling off track, which can bring up feelings of guilt and shame. If you're a recovering perfectionist like I am, you know what I mean. Your next 30 days of learning how to practice sustainable and authentic self-care are about growing in self-discovery and self-love, not consistency or perfection. Allow yourself to enjoy the journey of getting to know yourself and taking care of you. So I'm going to walk you through the monthly self-care intentions printable. So there are four types of self-care like I just covered, basic, boring, brilliant, and bougie, and they can be even further categorized into two Um, kind of two phases of your self-care. So there's fulfilling your needs, which is what basic self-care is about and boring self-care is about. And then there's honoring your desires, which is what brilliant self-care and bougie self-care are about. And with basic self-care, you'll recall that I said this is the most important part of self-care. So this is really what you want to focus on. If you feel like you're really kind of struggling with your health, your energy levels, maybe you don't have a lot of time, really just focus in on basic self-care. And I put a suggestion here for how to prioritize. I say choose one to two things to focus on daily for basic self-care. So for the next 30 days, All you do is narrow in on one or two basic self-care activities to practice, then that's enough. You really got to make sure that you're meeting yourself where you're at when you're trying to build up new practices in your life. Otherwise, you're just setting yourself up to be disappointed by expecting yourself to do way too much too quickly. With boring self-care, I make a suggestion for you to do one thing to focus on per week. And maybe this can sound a little bit overwhelming, but I found that boring self-care tasks like uh, calling your insurance company, taking 20 minutes to research new therapists, or, you know, setting up grocery delivery so that you, you know, order groceries online and get that delivered to you to give yourself a break. I find that they're not actually that time consuming and they actually help you make more time and space for basic self-care. So um, if you're feeling up to it, try to do one boring self-care task per week. Now let's move into the honor your desires. So with brilliant self-care, I recommend when you're starting out with the no longer last journey of making yourself a priority, just try to do one brilliant self-care activity per month. That's one dance class per month, one ceramic making class per month, one phone call or lunch with a friend per month. You know, it really is important that we start small and you'll realize that if you're out of practice with allowing yourself to have fun, that it might take a whole month for you to text a friend, text each other back, find a date, choose a place, arrange childcare, and actually get there. So I think that's a realistic and sustainable pace to start out with brilliant self-care. And then with bougie self-care, I recommend only one thing per month as well. 
Um, I think that's realistic as well. You know, again, meet yourself where you're at, honor the season you're in, no need to go overboard, no need to try to achieve anything with this. Remember, this entire purpose of these monthly self-care intentions is to help you to take care of yourself not there's there's no um there's no prize or medal at the end of this with this work so take it easy and uh and and know that this is about supporting you so that is the monthly self-care intentions uh, printable page in a nutshell print it out put it where you can see it and then i highly encourage you to print out the celebrate every day of your journey um printable because then you can write in you know day one drink more water than I usually do. Day two, did 10 minutes of yoga. Day three, went for a walk outside. And you can really start to celebrate yourself and see your progress over 30 days, which is really exciting. And I highly encourage you to do that. But that is the 4B self-care framework. That is the mini course. Thank you for making it all the way through. I hope this could help you in your life, in your journey. And I would love to know what you thought of this course. And if you start to experience results, changes, or transformations in your life, you can always find me on Instagram at Mia Hemstad, or you can email me, uh, go to miahemstad.com on my website. You can always contact me there. I would love to hear how this is going for you. So take good care. Thanks for listening to this class and I'll see you next time. Bye. 